Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Rusted Junk, where we are looking at the 1985 film Summer Rental, starring John Candy, Richard Krenner, Rip Torn, and loads of other people. But anyway, as ever, here is the trailer. Acknowledge, please. Acknowledge, please. Where are you? It's okay, Jack. It's not okay. I got a small plane here. I don't know where it is. Jack, a fly landed on your screen. Look, Jack, you've been landing planes for 13 years. Face it, you're burned out. You need this rest. So Jack Chester's taking that lead. Oh, this is great! Renting a beach house. 415, this is it. And getting the family ready for the best month of their lives. Oh, 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 oh. Remember milk, please? Yeah. Thank you. Quiet and secluded. Come on, get out of here. With outstanding facilities. Sit down, we work. All right, all right. Perfectly situated. In a friendly neighborhood. What do you think of these? Similar? I just got them. Who had them before you? <laughs> John Candy's gonna discover what a month in paradise. What? Open the door! Is all about summer rental. <laughs> So, a very short but sweet trailer, I would say. Yeah, and I was—I've ex- never seen the film before. Um, I was expecting it more about holiday. But like, it wasn't—it wasn't holiday. No, like the the capers that you get up to, but then it it kind of branched out into like his sort of desire to uh, become a sailor. It was a little bit weird. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into what the actual aims of the film film are. Um, uh, but uh, one thing I forgot to look up, which I'm doing now, right now, is very quickly what the Rotten Tomato score was, because I've got a confession to make. In fact, I'll, I'll make the confession. Oh, you're going in and out. I know. I don't know why. Oh. I'm glitching. Stop smiling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't know you need a new camera I don't know, something like that i'm sure I've, i'm sure the budget for our uh our show will will extend to that we don't um, get any income so we're in deficit already we are but but hopefully hopefully the the people that we bring sunlight into their lives is paying <laughs> enough <laughs> do, you, do you not think oh right okay well i hope so i hope people contact you know i hope people contact us more We'd, we'd like to, we get all these listens and we can see where they're all coming from, but we'd love you to, love you to just drop us a line. The best one is, is Messenger. Facebook Messenger would be perfect. We love talking to you on Facebook Messenger. Uh, listener number 17 does occasionally uh, when he feels like it. It's great and it's lovely to hear from him and it'd be lovely to hear from all of you. Um, I wouldn't bother with Twitter because we just don't use it as much. Um but yeah, we might be ramping up the Instagram. But go to Facebook. Send us a me- send us a message on on Facebook, and we'd love that. Um, before I get to the confession, let's get to the score. So, what score would you give it? Wow, we watched it with Amy, didn't we? We did. And unfortunately, because of the glitching that's that's going on, um, it we we tested it out, and like we both couldn't sit here without like. Com- completely glitchy 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 so um 
She gave us the score. Yes, she did. She scored it seven and a half. Although her comments were, I couldn't really get to grips with the storyline. <laughs> it's not, there's not really much. It's quite a high score if you can't it, get to grips that's, with the that, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so my, my score then. Okay. I was equally a little baffled by where the film was going. Okay. Um, so I gave it a six and a half, but I actually love John Candy. And uh, absolutely. I think he's, he's perfect for the film. He yeah. really is. Again, yeah, again, you couldn't imagine anybody else now that you've seen this. I think anyone else it. in the role, as the role that he had, they wouldn't have made it work. No, because you could, you, some, sometimes when they would start talking about Saturday Night Live and comedy shows, of which John Candy came came from one, I think it was called Second City. So Saturday Night Live, uh, Kids in the Hall, Jim Carrey, and, you know, all of those. Um I think if you took him out and put Chevy Chase in, it doesn't work. No. Um, I am a I I am a fan of Chevy Chase. I know there are a lot of people out there that aren't. A lot of people don't like Chevy Chase for a wide variety of reasons. Um, but you know, we are gonna we will continue to watch John Candy films and some of them will star Chevy Chase. Um uh, I think we were talking about doing National Lampoon's Vacation at some point mm-hmm. in a future season, um, just simply because of John Candy. <laughs> and uh, Is that the one you were telling me about, about the moose? Yeah. <laughs> hey, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. <laughs> John Candy's in it for a pro- probably a grand total of four and a half minutes. But it's it's great. He's, he's wonderful. He just adds delight to any film. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I'm going to agree with Amy because, mm. because for uh, in any other time, I would have given it a seven, but I give it that extra 0.5 because I just wanted something to watch, which took me away from it, you know, and just give yeah. us, I didn't have to think too much about it. I, I knew that I knew I'd seen it before. I've seen it quite a few times before and it's a nice film to come back to. Because it doesn't taxi too much. I can't see what the problem is with the um, with the storyline. Um, guy yeah, goes. That's because you've watched it before. For yeah, time. but guy guy goes on holiday. Guy doesn't get his lobster. Guy challenges the guy who nicked his lobster to a uh, to a, a sailing match. There you go. That's 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 the uh, that's the pitch. Yeah, but it doesn't transpire that quick, though, does it? Well, no. Okay. Um, Again, I love it. It's just it's just one of those films that's that's on the list in the same way that Summer School. I'm I'm really glad we picked this one instead of Summer School. Um, same director, so Carl Reiner again. Um, but this is the better film out of the two. I just think Summer School would have ended up annoying you, which would have made for a cracking podcast. Oh, is that the guy just gone, out of Police Academy Five in it? Uh, no, that's the guy out of Moonlighting. The the Mark Harmon, the guy that ruined Moonlighting. I shall um, never, I shall never forgive him for. But yeah, the one where he's the teacher, he has to teach summer school with all the defunct kids. Oh, yeah. And you saw the trailer for that, and you went. Uh, and I have to say, it really does have its moments. I think it was a really good shout to put in there, simply because Kirsty. There's there's a couple of lines by Kirsty Alley that you'll never ever forget. But but yeah, but maybe maybe when we do season fourteen, the films that 
we still got on the list that we planned in season one. I don't know. <laughs> Black <laughs> Rain. Yeah, Black Rain. We'll get to Black Rain. We do have to do another film in between this one and Beetlejuice, which we're doing as the season end for Halloween. So I was thinking, yeah, risky business. But yeah, we can do... What about we do Black Rain? Because it comes under... Although, oh, it fits quite nicely into next season as well, though. Mm. Okay, maybe we'll have to think about another another film. We'll think of something. It'll be fine. Do you want my confession? Do you want the confession? Right. When you were, when I was setting the film up to watch, because we were watching it on Plex, um, it was, it it came up with the Rotten Tomato score. And you normally go, well, I need to write down in my book and I need to write down the Rotten Tomato. So what the Rotten, and you didn't. And I was like, thank goodness. Because you know what the scores are? Oh, probably quite low. Audience score is 51%. So better than average. Critic score is 17%. I was going to say, yeah. Now, I think this is a perfect case of critics are wrong. Some people just want to watch a film which has, I think it's got quite a few laughs in it. Um, And again, it's just got John Candy in it. I I, I mean, when we get to Roll Call, which we will very soon, you know, there's, there's films that I can rattle off that I remember seeing. Mm. And you go, don't know, no, don't know about that. But if it was a grey day, um, there are going to be some winter is coming. Um, then, <laughs> you know, if I just said to you, do you know what? It's a bit dreary. It's Sunday afternoon. Should we stick on like Who's Harry Crumb? Who? With John Candy. He, oh. plays, he plays a private detective, the man of a thousand disguises. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. It, like there, we'll see. there you go. Right. And we go, we've got. <laughs> Quite a few John Candy films in reserve, apart from the Moose Out Front, should have told you. Um, but so, well, on that note, should we get into Roll Call before we get into the film? Yeah. Let's go. Here is Roll Call. Roll Call. So, yeah, Roll Call. John Candy, we've done quite a bit. He's been mm-hmm. in quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've just mentioned Who's Harry Crumb. I think there's not a there's not a bad film. I think it's I think it's safe to I think it's a reasonable thing to put out there. I don't think there's a, a film where you with starring John Candy where you won't chuckle a couple of times at least. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere you will more where he played Del Griffith shower curtain ring salesman in Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Which I love that it I is. Love that, but it, but he equally, was such a he was such a lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was. The character that he played and, yeah, I've got fond fond memories of watching that film. And then to other people, they go, oh, it's to me, he's Uncle Buck. Yeah. You know? And you're like, absolutely, two two great standout performances. But it's, it's, this is one of those lesser ones, you know, the ones where he's, he's just carrying the film. But the parallels to The Great Outdoors, which, yeah. do, you, which do you prefer out of these two? Those two. <laughs> These two? Those two. Where they're trying to catch the bat, that was quite funny. <laughs> it is. Um, I think you gave The Great Outdoors a, a, a higher score. Hang on, let me have a look. No, right. What the dirt better off, Dad. Great oh, wait, wait, oh, wait. No, it's the same one. Six and a half. Oh, right, okay. So mm. which one would you prefer to watch out of the two? Again. Whoa, well. Usually when a... 
a radio station goes has dead air it kicks in after 30 seconds and you got to you got some adverts i think but, this film is the better out of the two whoa okay i'll probably get slated for that now oh no no i would only because the great outdoors was a little bit um far-fetched in its content and the the, the raccoons the raccoons sport it for you no, not the raccoon, <laughs> but the the whole kind of like um, the twins running off. That that wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have gone down the mine shaft. No. And the um, the surfing, uh, the oh god, brain fog. Um, not surfing when you get pulled along at the back of the boat. What's uh, it water water skiing? That's it. There you yeah. go. Oh, okay. Age, age issues there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah so that that went on a bit too long but this one actually content wise was actually quite good because the family all got involved didn't they yes Um, well well well, yeah 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 absolutely but we'll get to that because that's uh i remember writing that down and going uh hmm, okay (laughs) about about that um I will when we get to later on in the podcast. I do have to mention at this point that um, for avid listeners that uh, listen to the last podcast where we discussed Better Off Dead, we were joined by our friend from WDWNT. Look at that. Hey, what? Double what, DW. What Disney World. WDW. Yeah, I said WDW. Anyway, so um, <laughs> he lives um, pretty much where the film was set. Where the film was set. Where it's filmed. What I want to know is, is yeah. um, Citrus Cove a real place in Florida? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'll get to that when I get to his notes. But what he did is he sent over some notes so, um, and I said that I'd read them out as part of the podcast. So, well, anyway, we'll get to that. We're still on roll call. John Candy died in 1994. Oh, such that, a, such sadly a missed. But do you know what? He gave us so many good moments. and And to be honest... So many good moments that you haven't seen yet. He was the coach. He was the coach. He passed, passed away. Oh. He can't have been that old. No, I think he was in his thirties. Um, yeah, it's a bit. It's it's a real shame. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, I had a train of thought. It's gone. Um, but yeah, he's he's a. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely missed. Don't. I was going to say, don't forget, he's also the coach in Cool Runnings. So everyone forgets that the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So he, he'll, there are lots of films that he's been in. And when he pops up, I always think he makes a film better. I think he makes Home Alone. I think he makes the end of Home Alone. Just just great. How is she going to get back? She's, uh, you know, frustrated. And how is she going to do it? And then he turns up, the polka king of the, of the Midwest. <laughs> polka, polka, polka. Um, but yeah, this is this is it. He just has this magic on there. Anyway, it's not the John Candy podcast, but you know we will end up talking about him. Richard Crenner, uh, he sadly passed away in two thousand and three. Um, I don't think we mentioned that when we did his previous film, which wasn't his shining hour, which is Leviathan. Which is um, if you if, if you're feeling if you're feeling down, don't go and listen to our podcast of Leviathan because it's just <laughs> going to make you feel even worse so I just stay away from it because it's just not good but let's celebrate his uh, most famous people don't remember him from Summer Rental of course he's Colonel Troutman who was in Rambo who was in First Blood Rambo First Blood Part 2 and Rambo 3 
Um, he was also played himself. He played Colonel Troutman again in the spoof Hot Shots Part Deux, um, which, yeah, is is worth watching. <laughs> it's Hot Shots, definitely. Um, on to Rick Torn. Rick Torn just recently died. He played Scully. Um, pirate. Yeah, the pirate. He died in 2019. Um, I mean, to me, he, there's a lot. There's a lot of you know when we say stuff, stuff that, that people have been into. And you go, oh yeah, I remember him from that, or remember him. To me, I there was a show that I religiously watched called uh, the Larry Sanders Show, um, and it was marvelous. And he played um, Arthur. He played the 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 manager uh, of the, the the station. It's just. He's just brilliant. And I'll always remember him from that. He was in Airplane 2. He played the boss in uh, Men in Black and Men in Black 2 as well, but not Men in Black 3. But I stopped, wa- I stopped watching after 2. Uh, I, I'm, told, I'm told they made another one um, starring Thor. And I'm like, Thor and Valkyrie play the, from the Avengers. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's move on. I've got other things to do. This paint in the wall needs needs watching. Because I need to, need to, to watch if it's dried. Um, Karen Austin, uh, his um, wife uh, in this, uh, Jag- she was in Jagged Edge. If I say to you Jagged Edge, would you know what that is? No. Massive film. And, and I mean, massive film that wasn't big, but it starred Glenn, Glenn Close and Jeff Bridges. And she's trying to get get him off a murder charge. And Karen Austin, I remember being in the, in the film. She also started in one of my favourite TV series of the 90s, which is Murder One, uh, so it's worth checking out. Richard Hurd, Angus, the Scottish guy, and for those that aren't watching, I did put that in inverted commas. Um, we, we'll get to his character uh, mm. when we talk about it. Uh, Richard Hurd, he was the captain in TJ Hooker, instantly recognisable. Uh, he died last year, sadly. Uh, he also played the leader in the TV series V, which was a Hunter family. Watched that plenty of times as, as a family. Oh, the 70s version. The 80s version. <coughs> or 80s, yeah, yeah, not the most recent one. No, no, that was pants. It was rubbish. And there's a reason why it didn't carry on. Um, he was also in Sequest DSV, which was great. If I say that to you. Oh, no. God, yeah, that used to be on on a Saturday afternoon, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, starring Roy Scheider from Jaws. So that's why. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was interested, but it was yeah, he, pretty rubbish. Well, it wasn't. It was. Well, it still lasted quite a few seasons, so mm-hmm. lasted more seasons than the remake of V. But anyway, um, the little kid, right? Okay, did the little the 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 son? Okay, Joey Lawrence. That name ring a bell? No. Had a hit with nothing. My love can't do for you, baby. No. No. It was in Blossom. No, no, all these things you just just all pop culture references. None of them hitting the dartboard. No, okay. Uh, well, then this one definitely won't. And he was also in Melissa and Joey, which I kind of liked. Who uh, with Melissa Joan Hart, Melissa and Joey? No, don't know that either. Sorry. Oh, right, okay. Um, right, the daughter, Kerry mm. Green. Which one? The older one. Um, the young, uh, older one. Um. She she wasn't in anything much after this, but within the space of a couple of years, she was in this and the Goonies. So if somebody if somebody looked at that, goes, oh look, it's Kerry Kerry Green, Kerry Russell, Kerry Green from the Goonies. Um, 
Lois Hamilton will mean nothing to you, but she was the woman that wanted everyone to check out her breasts. Oh, boobs. Yeah. Boobs. I don't know. Cause I have to click a profanity thing when I submit the podcast and I'm like going, well, I suppose we could say tits really, because we might be referring to birds unless anybody goes in. But anyway, the woman, the, the woman that wanted everyone to check them out. She starred in another film with John Candy, which we've covered on the podcast. And I know it's a, I know it's a long shot if you get this one right. Because Aladdin now, I know this is doing it out a bit out of order, but John Larroquette, the guy in the movie who paid for the tickets. Yeah. Right. John Candy, John Larroquette, and Lois Hamilton were all in a film together in a nineteen eighty and a nineteen eighty one film. Yes. Does it help that he played Captain that John Larroquette played Captain Stillman? And John Candy played one of the recruits. It's not taps, is it? It's not taps, but it is another one word. It's stripes. Stripes. Right. Uh, so that was what I was thinking, but I got the, got the title mixed up. Now we are going to discuss this, but I tell you what, John Larroquette <laughs> is woefully and criminally underused in this film because John Larroquette is supremely funny. I just love the guy when he's in stripes. Lois, the the, the Lois uh, Hamilton, is the girl that he brings to see the prototype, the X fifty, the XR twenty. You know, um, so he he brings her there, and she's all got on like a fur on and stuff like this. And he goes, "Oh, oh is this right. when they oh, go can... to the hotel or something?" That no, one. no, no. He's 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 taken her to see this top secret thing in, on the military base. Oh, um, and he's the one where he's she's going. Oh, I can't wait to see it. But when are we going back to your place and stuff? And he obviously wants to say, "Oh, look, I'm the captain. I can show you this experimental thing." The truck's disappeared, and John Larroquette is what? What? Where do you have my truck? <laughs> and he's just like, I, I love him. So you have that little parallel with the three of them in stripes. And then the last one is, well, with a name like this, Carmine Caridi. Um, Who's that? Ed, um, the breast woman's uh, wife, uh, husband. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, we're an open church here, so yes, it's one of those. Um, he was Carmine. He played Carmine Rosato in Godfather Part Two. Um, With a name like that, it's got to be in there. But there is a crossover. He's been in other. He's been in other stuff, but he played the museum guard in some kind of wonderful. And I was like thinking, so you've been. So he turns up for the audition and goes. Yeah, I'd like to be in this. John Hughes, I love John Hughes films. I saw what Harry Dean Stanton did in Pretty in Pink and the, the make John Ashton, and I know that he's on board. And oh, it's a legacy. What, what part have you got for me? Well, what films have you been in? Oh, uh, I've been in possibly the greatest sequel of all time, discuss um, with Godfather Part Two. Wow. Oh, that's great. Do you want the um, museum guard role? <laughs> uh, go on then. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. So, yeah. There we go. Oh. And on that note, let's finish roll call. So let's get to the film. So uh, John set the scene. John Candy's an air traffic controller. Um, 
It's he's nice. Been, he's got this. Yeah, he's been doing it for thirteen years. Okay, that's good. I didn't pat. I didn't pat that one up. Oh, well, I get that. Um, his wife is seeing him off to work. She replaces. She knows he's got coffee. He's not allowed to have it because his cholesterol. You know. Um, so, it's 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 a nice scene to set him up that he's going to work. He's getting frustrated. So it feels like a bit like a very, very bit like falling down. There's a lot of things piling up mm. on it, on his plate. Everything that he turns on the radio, it's all Jesus stuff. It's all like, you know, um, preachers out to get your money. Um, I like his cup holder. I thought his cup holder was very, uh, very nice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's an air traffic controller. He, you know, he has a, he basically you can see him in the role and he's stressed and it's really getting to him and he's a guy in desperate need of holiday he makes a mistake where uh, a fly appears on the screen and he doesn't see the plane behind it um so he he makes a mistake and he gets suspended and says we need some time off which is great because it was suspended on full pay for two months nice lovely (laughs) nice nice work if you can get it um, but I was just going, you're like, you know, if you have a, if you have a bad day as an air traffic controller, then people die. So well, potentially they could pot- potentially they do. I mean, I like to think there's lots of safeguards rather than, you know, I've fallen asleep or a flies appeared on my thing. But anyway, it sets a scene up that he needs a holiday. So off he packs, he packs, <laughs> he packs a U-Haul. Um, so for those that don't follow, uh, American films in the 80s and 90s. It's basically a removal van that you attach the, the removal it's a trailer. Trailer. Big yeah. trailer. A bit yeah. like a horse box in the UK, but yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. It's, it's not obviously for horses. You could. There may yeah. be a, a U-Haul horse ponies. box. It wasn't very high. <laughs> high ponies. <laughs> well, it's not it's not a hairstyle channel. Um <laughs> Well done for recognising. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Living uh, with uh, two females in the household. I will. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Offer. I can't wait to pick up my dad of the year um, trophy. Amazing. Brilliant. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Why uh, do they need so much stuff? Well, because he's because uh, he's because he hasn't been on holiday for a while. But they even took sleeping bags and stuff. It's like I know you, sleeping you bags. You go into a, a summer rental that's all yeah. furbished. Yeah. You know, and you don't need, unless I've said take linen, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> mm. Well, they get to it. It's lovely. It's a three bedroom place. It's on a beach. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful views. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. All the kids are like straight on the beach. Um, John Candy's going, yeah, well, I don't think I'll get in my, uh, my, my bathing suit, he calls it, not until I lose three to four pounds, which I thought was great. <laughs> That's all that's stopping him. He's a, he just needs to lose a, a little bit of money. Now, the daughter's got the headphones, and Amy asked about this and said, Dad, is that headphone, what's going on with the, the girl's headphones? Yeah, they're had, really bizarre, aren't they? Well, she had the big radio headphones with the ones with the, the, the where the aerial came out the side. Of course. Yeah, but they're, both of them 80s. are like radios. It's like surely you just want one that's a radio. Yeah, but one could be the radio, but then you'd have to make the other one the same size. Otherwise, you'd look like a, a Cyberman that's fallen over <laughs> and, and cracked one side of your head. 
Pulling so over onto the radio. It has to look the same on both sides, even though one is the radio. You can play a nice little game and go, ooh, is it left or right? Which one's the radio? But one of them is. But, but as you pointed, quite rightly pointed out, both of them can't be. Um, but what's on her headphones, and it's the reason why we'll get to this when we get to cinema bit, is this whole film is one long trailer for Paramount's lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Loose. Footloose, um, I, I wrote them down. Footloose is, I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, I can get a, a favourite, which we should have covered by now, Top Secret. <laughs> Even Amy was the one that spotted that, and I was beaming with pride. I went, oh, <laughs> look. Also, wow. Top Secret. Look, there's a cow with cow with uh, boots on. That's Top Secret. Um, but what's playing on the headphones? Axel F. <laughs> Axel F. What was coming out the same same uh, the same summer? Beverly Hills Cop. There we go. It all goes into one one big happy family. But did you notice as well when they were at the cinema a bit later on in the film and yeah. she speaks to the, the teenage lad and he's like, oh, what you got there? And she's like, oh, listen to Wham. Like, obviously a radio station, not the band. Wham, F- Wham FM, yeah. And um, they twizzle in and so they're listening to the same thing and it's the Footloose theme tune. Yeah, and the poster's right behind them. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Does does Kevin Bacon want to come in and go? Come on, kids, come and watch the me. Weird thing is, it sounds like back. it's it sounds like it's been sung by different people. Did you pick that up? I didn't know. Mm, it didn't sound yeah. like the real tune. There's only one Footloose. There's only one Kenny Loggins. Um, and even though the remake was disastrously bad, there there will always it confirms there's only one Ren McCormack in Kevin Bacon. Um. Anyway, John Candy gets out to the veranda. Uh, he sees his neighbours. His neighbours aren't very plussed. Um, They're not uh, actually his neighbours, though, are they? Because well, the, the thing's positioned next to a restaurant, and I don't think he's realised that. Oh, do you, well, I thought they were sitting out on the... No. Oh, okay, so it's the restaurant. <laughs> Well, they're nonplussed by him, and he says, "I'll join, exactly. you, join you later for martinis." Yeah, the hence the look. It was like <laughs> mm, we're only here for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he goes on to the beach. The kids go in the sea. Nobody seems to be. I don't know where the mother is because the kids are just playing around in the sea. So, what does he decide to do? Does he decide to be a a good parent, watching the kids and making sure? B an even better parent going in and splashing around with them and having a good time or see go back off the beach um, and fall asleep in a sun lounger. Yes. You guessed it. It's C. Um, so he basically goes lobster red because he gets sunburned. What does he call it now? A good base. Oh, he says, Oh, that's a good base. Yeah. You're do these things in stages. <laughs> And I think somebody points out you you show up on a satellite photo. <laughs> it's like great. Oh, I love that. Anyway, they go to Lobster. He's come here. He wants to have lobster. He goes to the lobster restaurant. He waits in the queue. Everyone's dressed up. He's dressed in shorts, summer gear. Everyone's like got shirt and tie on. It it still doesn't, you know, make it any less classy. He goes to the front of the queue. You can see this big lobster tank oh, that's being taken huge, out. It's a huge queue, is it? The massive queue goes all the way outside. Oh, awful, awful. We find out that he later, just later on, he's been waiting in the queue for two hours. So he gets to the front of the queue, and there are five lobsters left. 
Richard Krenner, uh, who plays the what was it? I can't remember his name now. I didn't catch his name. I didn't write it down. Anyway, either. the bad guy, um, who has won the competition, the regatta, the local regatta competition, six times in a row. And his name is, is you know, the, the son is looking at this and going, look, it's the same guy as won it six times. Anyway, he comes in, jumps the queue because he is who he is. He's an ass, and everyone kind of like sort of plays along with it. And what does he order for his table? Five lobsters. And John Candy watches all five being brought out, um, to which he does whatever anybody would do in that case. And I think we we all would do is go. He goes up to the table and challenges them, and basically, Richard Crenna says. Oh God, I hate you guys. I hate you summer renters that come up here and, you know, spoil things. And, you know, he feels it's like his island. It feels it's like everyone just like kisses his ass everywhere he goes and he never gets challenged. Um, he's very smarmy because when he's a sat at the table, he's going, you know what? I won't take no for an answer. I, I, I'll just make sure. Yeah. Yeah. You guessed it. You're paying. <laughs> Thinks he's hilarious. He's mm. not. He's not. He's an ass. Um, so it sets it up nicely because obviously he's going to play the bad guy throughout the whole thing. So they need somewhere to go because they're hungry and they're waiting two hours and there's no lobster. So they go to the barnacle (laughs) where they meet. It almost feels like it. I don't know if anyone's seen the SpongeBob movie where they end up like, and there's a the pirate. Is it played by um, Antonio Banderas? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. See, I remembered something from film. Woo-hoo! Wow, wow. <laughs> Only because I've watched it a few times. Mark this down. Who had 19th of September? What? <laughs> right. No, no, no. In in the sweepstake of you getting a getting a reference from a film. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> um, yeah. So it felt a little bit like that. Okay. Do you, do you want to elaborate? Or do you want to just... No, not really. But for those that haven't seen it, they're just going, okay, so uh, <laughs> shall I imagine it? I uh, anyway. Which movie Ante- is it? It's a second one. It's Sponge, Sponge Out of Water. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's worth watching. Um, if, only for, if only for Antonio Banderas, who just sends himself up, which is great. Um, so Scully, you were introduced to Scully. Rick Torn. Um, I, I loved his part, by the way. I loved I loved the, the, the role that he played. I thought it was well done. It wasn't all just played for over the top. You know, he had some quite poignant moments with him. Um, he plays, both of them act drunk very, very, very well, um, which is later on in the film. But he comes and he goes, oh, I've got some grouper, you know, fried delicately with breadcrumbs and uh, over a sauce. And they're all licking their lips and going, oh, and John Candy just goes, I want five of those. <laughs> and then he says, five. He goes to the waiter, to, to the cook, to the chef. Five. Who's in the boat. Who's in the boat, yeah. Scully's catch of the day. Five Scully's catch of the day. Cut to the freezer. They get out the fish fingers, the frozen fish fingers. And you're like, do you know what? If I've been waiting two hours in a queue. <laughs> Anything could do. Fish finger sandwich or fish fingers and chips sounds wonderful to me. <laughs> um, anyway, they get home. Um, and they are interrupted by what they think are intruders. But unfortunately, um, it's the owners. <laughs> it's the owners of the property um, who show remarkably uh, remarkable restraint because John, John Candy's going, wait a minute, I paid for it all and I've got the receipt. 
the guy takes it out of his hand and says, yeah, this is, uh, I, I should have written it down. I can't remember the, the address. But this it was is like 415 Beach Lane. Right. You need 415 Beach Road. Look at that. Look at the look at the preparedness. Oh, Brilliant. Right. I did yeah. write it down. Well, I well, if you got that from memory, I'd have like spluttered on my drink. But <laughs> but yeah. Thanks. Anyway, so he realized he's got to pack up. So everyone's packed up. He packs up the the dog is the last one of the last to move. And the dog literally, like through all this, like the kids, the, the dog doesn't stir even when there's possible intruders. The dog's just laid there flat yeah. out. Yeah, and it doesn't move at dog. all. Yeah, and they keep stepping over because they're they're having to pack everything up, and then they go out the door and they step over the dog again. And then what does the dog? When does the dog move? When John Candy is moving the kibble, the dog, <laughs> the dog food. And what happens? It splits and goes everywhere. And you've got this family that are ashen-faced. I mean, the, the, the wife's trying to be really, you know, like trying to be diplomatic. She understands that they've got it wrong. The husband is ready to ready to blow. Um, he spills, spills dog food absolutely everywhere. And John it's Kennedy's not like, even just a small spill, is it? It's literally, no, it's literally a, the whole, a the whole, whole floor. bag just released in one sort of waterfall moment all over the floor and it goes down the steps as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the dog is like, oh, oh this is, <laughs> that's, this is great. out, doesn't it? And John Candy goes, and he goes, leave it, I'll clear it up. And he goes, well, you know, if you've got any friends with dogs that you want to invite round, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, he goes out the door, comes back in and goes, oh, I've forgotten something. Um, and I forgot my, uh, I forgot what it's called now. The cream for his sunburn, basically. Right. But then Walks he went upstairs. Yeah, comes down, and he says, "Oh, and I forgot my daughter as well." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Got the little one. And the daughter goes, "Dad, Dad, I think I wet my bed." And he goes, "No, no, darling, you wet their bed." <laughs> <laughs> no, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're out. It's brilliant. Anyway, they they get to their summer rental, the actual one. There's construction going on next door. They can barely hear. You catch them at the breakfast table. Oh, it looks like a shack, though, doesn't it? Oh, it it? does, yeah. Like, really run-down house. I mean, it needs a lot of love. But to be honest, that location, um, considering, you know, we haven't had a a holiday for a while, I'd take – if that was on offer, I'd take that. I'd go there now. I'd I'd just make the best of it. (laughs) I just think – it's such a nice place. Joe makes a comment on that, um, which I'll bring. I'll bring that in in a moment. Um, but they've got the bit. The, they've got the beach path. They're, they're wondering why these strangers are passing there. Right, um, right next to the window right where the, the kitchen window. table is, isn't it? Yeah, guys and with the tops off. And they just stare like, at them. Yeah, like, like like museum pieces and stuff. And John Kenny's like, "What? What's going on?" And Guy, guy belches and, and just points at the sign and says it's public beach access, um, which means it's right by his house. Um, and yeah, so you have all of that. His daughter s- strips down to a bikini and he's like, what? <laughs> what, the, what? And next thing you know, every dad's worst nightmare is lifeguard turns up and goes, oh yeah, I'm a lifeguard. Ooh. And she's like, oh yeah, you look good and all this sort of thing. And he's like, uh, not like oh, this. I'm going to go and practice CPR. He's got the Annie dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah so i'm very good and at uh that. he says do you want to do you want to come uh and uh john candy's there go no 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 maybe you should uh, go with your mother and take your daughter to nursery yeah to nursery <laughs> well i don't that's well we'll come to come to that in a moment but, but the nursery that but all these lifeguards pile out of the place next door mm. and i'm like and all the washing is on the line because you get Tons. all the on top, yeah and you're like do they all live together I don't know. Maybe there's like fifteen of them, and I'm like, "What goes on in lifeguard stays in lifeguards, you know, or whatever." But anyway, (laughs) they're taking the daughter to nursery. It's summer. Hmm. What nursery? I don't know. Maybe it's different over in the US. Hmm. Well, maybe, but that's weird. Yeah, a family holiday, but we'll just be um, checked, and you know, you can't just take take your son or daughter to nursery when you're on holiday that's just a bit weird yeah yeah absolutely unless it's like holiday club i don't know but they're there for a month aren't they month that's right yeah because it's because it's yeah because uh well we'll get to why it's we know that it was two weeks it was two thousand dollars for a month which i thought was remarkably cheap oh yeah absolutely i paid four thousand for that place but anyway um it's time to bring in, uh, do you know what? I'd, I'd like to bring in the comments made by Joe because I think Go they're just then. in the right place. See, I haven't heard this anyway, so okay. it's new to me. So we talk a lot, Joe. We talk in the week, um, so we always keep up to keep up to date. But he puts, watch Summer Rental. I happened to be watching it a few years ago. I thought I noticed a bridge in my area. I went on the internet. Sure enough, it was a bridge I've been on many times, and I found out they filmed the movie in St. Pete's Beach, Madeira Beach, and Treasure Island. Which are all, yeah, which are all minutes away from me. I've also been to the restaurant where they go to for lobster. Oh. It's called the Lobster Pot. Oh, says. my God. Yeah. How funny. I've also been to Scully's Restaurant. No. Which is a lot nicer in real life. How funny is that? Absolutely. What's interesting is that Scully says the special of the day is grouper, which he serves from a frozen dinner. Uh, that area is famous for grouper. And tourists will always request grouper for lunch or dinner. Mm. Um, many scenes that were filmed at St. John's Pass where I'll go for happy hour and bring friends that were visiting. I've been on the beach that they were on, also it's, although it's never that crowded. And we'll, get to, <laughs> we'll get to the crowded bit because that's a nice little insert. I can tell the ocean scenes were either filmed on the intercoastal, which is popular for dolphin tours, or just out on the Gulf of Mexico. And I've been to the movie theatre, so the cinema, that the family went to in real life, which is called the Beach Theatre. Wow. Um, And then he also followed up with um, all the places they went sailing. I've been. I've been on several dolphin cruises in the intercoast, and a lot of it's familiar. The trees that are growing out of the water are called mangroves. There are tons of dolphin in the intercoastal. What gets me is he complains about the place he's staying in. It's not as nice as the original, but it's a pretty nice place. It's on two floors and right on the beach. Most people would love that place. Yeah. And you're like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's fine. Definitely. So, yeah. So, Joe, and that's how we started talking about in the early days. I was like, oh, you. I think I mentioned like summer school and then summer rental. And yeah. Went, oh, summer rental. They said that's that film. And I was just like. Bing! Right, we we need to we need to talk about that. He didn't tell me that there was a real life Scullies. He told me about the lobster pot, but I didn't wow. know there was a real life Scullies. So there you go. Um, 
So speaking of the packed beach, which isn't packed, according to Joe, I think they 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 milk a very good gag far too much. And that is him carrying his daughter um, and all the stuff that they need, trying to find the family that are already on the beach. And the water cooler's broken. So it's spilling ice cold water out everywhere, which is funny, but it goes on far too long. And you're like... Did you think? I thought it was actually perfect. I was like, okay, okay, 15, 20 seconds. That's fine. No, oh, no, you want to go on for another 10, 10 or 15. That's fine. And then when he steps on the sun cream. That's funny. That's funny. That's that's (laughs) really good. Um, He decides, though, he leaves there and he decides, I want to take my son sailing. Um, And they go off sailing. And he's not great at sailing. Um, and he ends up uh, taking the boat out because he tries to rent a boat, and they said there's no boats available for the summer. So he goes back to Scully because of the regatta. So he goes back to Scully, um, and Scully goes, you can have one of these. You can rent one of these. And there's a nice little friendship forming there. And he goes, oh, I'll give you a free lesson. He goes, no, 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 I'm fine. I know how to do it. He ends up crashing into Richard Krenner's boat, the bad guy's boat. Um, doesn't doesn't help, but he ends up hurting his leg. So mm-hmm. he ends up like putting. So you never find out what what. No, but, but yeah, it's now in a cast. Um, you you then got the family that are going off to the cinema, leaving him on his own. Yeah, and he's With trying to watch. Yeah, he's trying to watch the golf, and there's no reception, and it's <laughs> raining outside, so it's Florida rain. So the dog dog the dog barks to get in and then says, I've left my bone outside, kind of the dog's barking. So he goes, Well, yeah. you go and get it. And the dog's barking at him. So he goes out, gets the bone, dog goes up on the door, locks him out, sits in his chair, eats his popcorn. Eats his popcorn, and the golf is is on the TV, and it's a perfect picture. <laughs> I just thought I love that. Now, here's one of the problems that I got with the film. I think you might. I think you've got a point when you go. What is the purpose of this film? As in, yeah. what 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 is it? And I think it's at this point that it starts to go. If you it takes if you, a different path, it's 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 like a yeah. almost like a, a comedy collection of like what can go wrong on a holiday. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But why don't they take him to the cinema? Why doesn't he go with him to the cinema? It's, it's just it's just got his leg in plaster. He has to keep his leg outstretched. That's fine. He can go to the go and sit in the front row. You know, I mean, I don't understand why his family is so eager to go. Oh, that's fine. You just stay there and and you know help yourself. You know, just look after yourself. But this isn't the first time it happens. He basically has his, a different holiday. Yeah. He has, he, at this point, he has his own holiday. So for yeah. somebody that wanted to go out, it, it, if if. We've established that he's a family man. He's established he wants the best. His wife loves him. His kids, you know, his his son dotes upon him and all this sort of stuff. And the, you know, the the daughter sort of at this point, it gets a bit more clearer towards the end of the film. So he goes on holiday and has a different holiday to them. Hmm. And and it's it's almost like he's he's doing it secretly, isn't he? Yeah. It's like she worries about him like on the second or third day saying, oh, you know, are you yeah. okay? Are you having a good time? He's like, are you having a good time? She's like, yeah, I'm having a great time. He says, you're having a good time. I'm having a good time. Yeah. 
So they, they, it's, they, it's almost like, well, why do you need to keep that a secret? Is it because he just keeps going off down the bar and getting drunk? Or, or what? But well, she knows because he, he comes in and then is, a, is drunk and then has a real bad hangover the next day. So it's not like it's a it should be a secret. So it's a bit yeah. weird, really. I don't understand that. Yes, I agree. Because you you would be you'd be coming back and he wouldn't be there. And she'd say, "Well, because the film's not that long, and he's in he's in the bar for all afternoon and oh, ages. Part, of part of the night. So she's not even going. Where's he? wait a minute? Is has he fallen somewhere, or you know, is his leg calling him? No, no, no. He's just getting he's just getting drunk, and, and it's very, very odd. And at this point, you've got and I don't I don't know how you feel about the gag, but that's where you get the neighbour." who comes along for fresh lemonade and says, oh, she says, oh, I've got fresh lemonade. He goes over for lemonade. He's talking to her and she's going, oh, was it, you sound like a, you know, if you're an air traffic controller, you, you, know, you must have good vision. And she's like, okay, what do you think of these? She takes a, um, a bikini off, bikini top off. And he's like all coy and going, like trying to look at them going, oh yeah, that, that, yeah, they're f- fine. All this sort of thing. She goes, oh, well, you know, my husband, I, you know, I don't know about it. I've just had them done and, you know, and all this sort of thing. And then the husband comes in and goes, yeah, she's always asking, she's always asking strangers about whether or not. And the husband goes, well, feel them, feel them and see. If and I'm like, now, the the, 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 the woman in question, she was in, she played the, that's supposed to be the bimbo if you can say that anymore in stripes she played this role and she also used her extremely ample appendages in the cannonball run and you're like so that was it she's typecast just for doing this mm. but this is a running gag so scully it gets it scully it's gets cool, affected yeah. by it yeah and it just keeps coming up and you just even like, the judges at the regatta yeah the, 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 so the judges liking it but meanwhile while this is going on Woman knocks on the door. John Candy's just left everything open because he's knit next door. Um, the woman knocks on the door. Excuse me, my daughter needs to use the toilet, stuff like this. But anyway, she goes in. Guy turns up and goes, yeah, can I get some water? Next thing you know, everything's taken over. He comes back from being all coy about what's happened next door to find all these strangers in. There's one guy making an omelette. The place is packed with people it. People on the phone. Yeah, people on the phone. In the bed, <laughs> yeah, 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 telly with the dog. <laughs> yeah, so the dog's in there. Um, he clears everyone out. He smashes the smashes the the, the the table. Everybody out. And they all go, and then he goes to Scully's to get drunk, but leaves it open again. And leaves it open. It. It's yeah. just mental, isn't it? It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. So they get drunk. I love the dart dart scene where they're doing that. Nothing's nothing's hit the board. One's hit the the ceiling fan. One's hit Scully. But it's behind you. Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For and those Scully, that, are, that are not watching, by the way, he's got a picture of the film behind. That's him. it, and that's that's where they're drunk. So yeah, that's that's yeah. the scene. Um, quite convincing as well, really. I kind of like that. But Sully's determined. I said, you know, the mark of a man, you need to know how to sail. So I'm going to teach you. Well, it's not that, is it? It's like they go um, out in the boat drunk. John, no. Before that, the, the pivotal moment really is 
John Candy is saying, do you do you find that sometimes you feel that the uh, the prime of your life you've passed, um, and that was like back when you were like eighteen, right? Yes. And he says yes. Yeah. So, so they, they they've got a kindred spirit. Yeah, and that's I think this is a really good relationship between the two mm. of them because they go out in the boat, and he says, "How long are we staying out for?" And it's dark. Right, and he goes, "Oh, we're, we're staying out until you become a sailor," and I and I love the bit where he goes and he starts singing and Scully starts singing him a sea shanty. It starts love. He goes, "Love, excited and you, come aboard. We're expecting you." <laughs> and it's like the love. It's the theme to the love boat. Because he said it's the sea shanty that my mum taught me. Mum taught you, and I was like, the, "The love boat. Wait a minute. This is 1985. The love boat was, I think, 70." 74 to 82 so i'm like well how's your mum <laughs> you know but anyway that's not that's just uh that's just semantics so he wakes up the next morning he's got a hangover mm. again his family give disappear. him no hassle disappear well right we're going off for the day not where the heck have you been Nothing like that. So the family go off. Again, they're having two different holidays. He goes for a sailing lesson. He learns about shouting Jaipo before they change the sail. And he learns all this sort of thing. If you were the wife, would you not be very seriously thinking that he's having an affair? I'd be thinking he's, no, he's not having an affair. What's he hiding? Um, he's, he's going down the bar a lot. And coming home drunk a lot, and but then uh, he doesn't. The next two days he doesn't because he's learning to sail. Yeah, but he's being a bit secretive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Anyway, so so this is going on. We get the sailing montage, and he's learning how to sail and and all all these terms. Um, uh, the the owner that he's been trying to get in touch with, uh, we find out the. The owner was in an intensive when he first gets into the new the, the, the replacement place. He says, oh, "I've been trying to get hold of the owner, and he's in intensive care." Well, the owner the owner dies. Um, and the new found that funny then. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but you start to see um, so the, the intermediary, <laughs> like the travel agent or whatever, goes, "Oh, I'll introduce you to the new owner at the funeral home at the wake at the actual oh, that's funeral." Weird. Very weird. He's got to pay his rental, hasn't he? Yeah. So he's had this check ready. Um, and lo and behold, it's Richard Crenner, who's the new owner. Um, and he's been an ass at the funeral and he's signing things and he's putting the lid down on the coffins and he's got something to sign on. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. John Candy then gives him the cheque and he rips it up and he goes, I'm, I wouldn't take this money if I was starving, if my family was starving. Um, you've got to be out by Saturday. So Which pretty much. four days. Four days. I think is, are you getting a free holiday? You've been there for two weeks already. Uh, you've got to go out in four days. So yeah. you've got at least four days, nice holiday left. Yeah. What's what's the issue? Go and take your two grand and go and go and Airbnb. I know it wasn't around at that point, but go and see what's around. Yeah. Go and, go and say, I've got two grand. Hello, anybody? I mean, the woman next door, I mean, Ed and, Ed and the breast woman, she would be, I'm sure they put them up, you know, I mean, yeah. Scully, go and live with Scully. I'm sure Scully knows people on the island that'll give you somewhere to stay. You know, I mean, just not being not being inventive enough. Um, anyway, 
He's at Scully's. Uh, he's getting a bit um, uh, depressed about the fact that his, his family are going, oh, I can't believe we've got to leave in four days. He goes to Scully's and he gets the idea that he's going to beat Richard Crenner and take his crown off him on the regatta and he's going mm-hmm. to win it. And that this changes the film again, back to probably where it always should have been. We have to have the montage of him learning how to learning how to sail, mm-hmm. but do we for this to be successful? Because any of those people could save, could could uh, uh, could sail it, but nobody's been able to take him on. So he goes to see Richard Crenner at his country club, and he makes the bet. He gives him a thousand uh, check for a thousand pounds dollars, a thousand dollars, and says, "If you win, you can." Was it you when you can cash it? Which I thought, well, that he, did, he doesn't want to cash it. If I win, I get the holiday for free. Yeah, I get the next two weeks. For next free. two weeks for free. You're like, okay. So obviously, he's now kicking in as the as the the you know the family man that mm. wants to do this for his family. Then we're introduced to um, getting the boat, and the boat is the the uh, kitchen <laughs> of the barnacle. Uh, people well, sit barnacle. yeah absolutely so um i mean it's great i mean the place looks great if joe says surely the regatta i couldn't quite work out is the regatta in four days uh well it would be at a weekend and he wanted them out on saturday so yeah probably yeah. okay so they've got four days now considering what they do to the to the barnacle boat oh yeah that you'd never do that in four days they had well, to get it out of the water, shave all the barnacles off, paint it all, the paint paint all the deck. Yeah. Like re-submerge well, it. And you're just like, that would never happen. Don't forget in they, four days. They bring in Richard Hurd, who plays Angus. <laughs> um now for those people that who want a reference of this, um if anybody's watching on Amazon Prime, Clarkson's Farm, uh, there's a guy in there called Gerald. And he says stuff. It's amazing. And, oh, he's brilliant. It is. It's well worth watching. Um, and Angus is the same here. He's speaking very quickly. He's in person. Is it, You can tell he's an American trying to do a Scottish accent. It's not working, but I don't care because it's funny. And it gave, gave me a much needed thing. Would you get away with it now? Absolutely not. That's why I'll just stay in the 80s, if that's okay, because all the stuff that I loved at that point. Who cares what's happening in the... Uh, in, in today's world um, and all the stuff, the uh, way that things are positioned now, should we say? Mm. Um, so, so we get to this like idea that they're going to um, um on the boat. You then cut to breast woman in the boat with Scully going, well, do you know what? You must have good vision. And it's like, next thing you know, Ed is standing on the, the jetty going, well, he goes, yeah, they were wonderful. And he's just walking off. Yeah, they felt fine. And you're like, so she's doing this everywhere. Ed, get a handle on this. It's going to be a problem. Probably not the best choice of words there, but yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I'm, sure I could have, I'm sure I could have thought better. He gets home. He sees his daughter on the beach. Uh, I think she's been rejected by the, uh, the lifeguard. Mm. Some, something's happened. So you have this moment. And to be honest, I did like it, but it did feel forced. Like we need to have this father and daughter moment. Yeah. 
but you know it's there it's fine what do they all decide as a family let's come and help you fix the boat mm. um and i love this i love that because they're all working together yeah yeah um even the little girl was painting the boat with her little paintbrush <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and it's and it's a good scene so one thing they haven't got is a sail so angus has been trying to go everywhere to try to find one um you get the the, the start of the regatta, so it's starting. The race is starting. Um, they're nowhere to be seen. Richard Crenner goes, oh, he didn't even turn up, and all this sort of thing. But they do. And they're miles behind when it starts. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, you're never going to make that up. You all start at the same time. And then, you know, your skill takes you further, and that's how you win it. You mm. don't start from, like, <laughs> yards and yards and yards behind. And if, this is the thing that... but. Uh, fine spoiler alert they win the regatta right but the thing that bothers me about the regatta thing is every time you get a shot of the boat they're not moving they're stationary they're, they're literally just there and i'm like if this is a boat race what's where's the race <laughs> because then you get the shot where they are so you get an exterior shot where they are moving but anytime mm-hmm. that you see them on the boat it's not moving. And I'm like, this is very odd. But anyway, you can go back and watch it again. Maybe, maybe the cost of filming on a boat that was moving was far too costly. Oh, didn't stop Spielberg. But anyway. Um, they probably didn't have his budget. I, 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 and in no means was I comparing Summer Rental to Jaws, by the way. But yes. You had yeah. to get it in, didn't you? I haven't even mentioned how the duck. Oh, oh, oh half. Oh, does that mean? Oh, well, as you note it, above average film. So great. I love that. Yeah, well, scored that wrong. Done that now. Well, it's done. Um, so the second marker, they get to the second marker, the sail goes up. Um, it looks like they're losing, so they're very behind. Um, the daughter is playing with the Chinese chef and making him all pretty. And oh, doing his hair girl. and stuff, the little girl. Yeah. And and you would have thought that's that would have been a bit sus, but it's not. It's not like that. You don't you don't think that. Um, because it's it's a very it's a it's a very sort of charming scene. But he comes up and he's eating he's eating food. You go, where'd you get that from? It's all from the fridge. What do you mean the fridge? We told you to get rid of everything from below. He goes, Oh, I thought you meant keep everything. So they jettison all this extra weight that they're carrying, and lo and behold. Not, as you pointed out, not very environmentally friendly. No, they put the fridge in the sea. <laughs> the fridge in the sea and loads of other things. Um, and, yeah, so the sail goes up and they win the regatta. And uh, then, no, uh, they needed an uh, extra little bit, didn't they, to get them Oh, to get them over faster. the sea. Oh, what did they use? Uh, Ch- uh, Mr Chester's trousers. Yes, they did. John Candy's pants. Um, and uh, there's a plane as well that gives them oh, a bit yeah. of, it gives them a bit of wind, which is an odd thing because the plane looks like it's crashing. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, if you're going to win a regatta, are you not going to help the people on the plane? Which are, <laughs> you know, they, they might have serious injuries, but you need I to. I suppose they had to link something to the fact that technically he's an air traffic controller and he could read what was happening to the plane. I don't know. Uh. Uh, well, that, that's never mentioned. So they win, 
Richard Crenner does his best, you know, slapstick, oh, you know, faces and all this sort of stuff. And then boom. That's the end of the film. No, no congratulatory thing. No, no celebrations. Yeah, no, nothing. No, no dancing like in the great outdoors. It's like they run out of money. Bam, boom. Boom. Finish it. Finish it. <laughs> R- roll the credits. And the credits is just photos. Yeah, it's not it's, even like what could have happened after the, the yeah. win, which yeah. I was expecting it to do, but it didn't. It's just literally photos from the movie that you yeah. see. That she's taken. <laughs> the, 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 the wife's taken. And I'm like thinking, you could have just done the scrolling thing and shown us, like Ferris Bueller, Ed Rooney, walking home and getting on the school bus. You know, that's timed perfectly. Um, but anyway, they didn't do that. Anyway, time marches on. And as much as we, you know, love, I did say, love that that's summer rental. But now we need to get to trivia time. Can we get to trivia time? Yeah. Let's do trivia time. Trivia time. Okay, so Summer Rental, 1985, was one of three John Candy films during the summer of 1985. You were spoiled for three films wow. that you could have gone and seen him in. Uh, volunteers. Well, I probably couldn't because I was only 11. <clears throat> well, uh, I went to, well, I went to see one of them uh, when I was 13. Uh, I didn't see Summer Rental at the cinema. I don't think it came out at the cinema. I think it was just one of those, like, straight to video. Um, volunteers, uh, where he reunited with Tom Hanks, who we'd made Splash with the year before. Um, volunteers is a okay film, but it really is a rainy day Sunday, and it really has to be hammering down for, to, to watch it. I'd say Splash, watching Splash with Amy, I think is a good shout because Joe keeps saying you need to watch Splash. I'm sure Amy would love it. Um, uh, and Bruce's Millions, where he plays Spike in Bruce's Millions where Richard Pryor has to spend $30 million um, in 30 days and have nothing to show for it, um, no assets or anything, in order to win the real inheritance of $300 million. I love, love Bruce's Millions. And Richard Pryor and John Candy together are just perfect. you got all this to come, sweetheart. So, you know, um, lots, lots to do. The Florida resort town of Citrus Cove, it's fictitious. Ah, uh, okay. The sign for this fictitious town, which is actually located right before um, the Sir John's Pass Bridge on Madeira Beach, yes. what Joe was talking about. Mm. That's right. Um, so from the Film Institute, according to a Army Archer's 7th of May 1985, just for variety column in the Daily Variety, the inspiration for the film came from an incident in which the producer had rented Bernie Brillstein and rented a beach house and returned one night to find the house crawling with uninvited guests. Invited by Bernie's client, John Belushi, <laughs> who, who, in soaking wet sand-filled trunks, was sleeping in Brillstein's bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> With some variation, a similar scene incorporated into Summer Rental. Yeah. Yeah. So there are several movie posters seen where Sandy and the kids get to the theatre, which we talked about, but it's worth noting them all. Um, Dragon Slayer. I missed that one. No, I didn't see that. Airplane, Top Secret, Footloose, and Uncommon Valor. Um, Not surprisingly, all these films were Paramount Pictures (laughs) productions, and so they were just flogging them. Uh, 
the movie in the USA was originally classified with the PG-13 rating. That's probably because of the boobs. Well, so but after cuts done during further editing, so it's reclassified to PG. So, yeah. Um, just a few more. Uh, the film was shot in March 1985 with filming wrapping around April. So, quick. Um, and quickly going into post-production with Paramount releasing the film in August. Wow. Started, right. This would be the first with such a quick turnaround schedule to be re- released that year with the surprise hit Commando being the other, which was released by Fox in October after a quick shooting schedule. Mm. So they were all just racing to get it because, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's a people going to people going to the cinema. I think the golden age is around the sort of 1984 mark. Because mm-hmm. then you start to get Beverly Hills Cop, you start to get the Goonies, Back to the Future, you know. So you just want to capitalise as much as you can because people what are going year to was the cinema. Eighty two. Hmm. So See, yeah, I think that I think that drew a lot of people to the cinema, didn't it? Et. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the radio announces the temperature. Uh, this is one for you, Joe. The radio announces the temperature is at one hundred and five degrees Fahrenheit, climbing to one hundred and ten. Uh, this is a record high for this day, says the announcer. Temperatures in Florida never get that hot, other than feels like temperature, due to a combination of humidity, sea breezes, and almost daily afternoon thunderstorms. Which, having been to Florida, I can tell you, you can time your watch by it. It's about two o'clock, <laughs> and the rain, the heavens open for about twenty-five minutes, and then everything goes back to the way it was. It feels like that scene in Back to the Future Two where they get in and it's raining. And he goes, no, 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 if you wait, and then the clouds part and it's all sunny. He goes, yep, the weather people, they're, they're always right on the ticker. you like, anyway. Um, the third, and uh, filming lasted seven weeks. The third and final sailboat the Scully used to uh, teach Chest how to sail was a 28-footer named the Genie 2. So it's still owned um, uh, by Genie and Jerry Carlson. So I would have should have well that's not even interesting so <laughs> there you go i just left that i didn't leave that one in and lastly in the film john candy's character is jack chester mm-hmm. in the great outdoors he played chet ripley and in one scene dan Aykroyd calls him chester to which he angrily replies don't call me chester what call me that one more time and you're gonna go home with a dent in your forehead that yeah there you go yeah. so he calls him chester why do you call him chester well because because of summer rental there you go ah. there you go anyway that's our podcast um you didn't need to split it into two we would have warned you beforehand it's certainly <laughs> not going to be but whenever we invite special guests on it, it, it always goes so thank you to all those people that listen to better off dead and I hope you put it into digestible chunks and I hope you enjoyed it because we've got quite a few listens on that one. So, um, but anyway, so yes, yeah, get, get in touch. In fact, do you know what? I'm going to set your challenge. I'm going to set everybody a challenge that's listening to this. You have 10 days from the 19th, which is today. So you have until the 29th of September to contact us on 2021. 2021, yes, for those listening. <laughs> yeah, those listening in the future. Um, hope you've got flying cars. Um, you've got until the 29th of September, 2021, to 
messages and a yes. I am looking at you, uh, Dom. I'm looking at you, Joe. I'm looking at you, listener 17, to put in what films you'd like us to cover because we've got a gap. And do you know what? So Let's what, throw what's it over the scene, to you. What's it's, the scene? it's miscellaneous. It's, it could be anything. Misc. Right, Misc. Okay. Anything you want. If we uh, announce what the next season is. Uh, we did it on the last one, but if you want to go ahead, tell, okay, tell people so what the season. The next season is going to be Cops and Robbers. That's the theme. Yep. So it's going to kind of bring things, all different sort of genre of film, um, be it comedy, be it dark, be it kind of thriller, that kind of thing. So yep. we felt it was kind of a good good sort of um, a theme because it, it just opens the possibilities. Oh, than- we get to do Lethal Weapon. <laughs> lethal Weapon. And you want 48 hours. And I think you're going to... I don't know, but I think you might be disappointed. Oh. I don't know, because I, it, it, I've i watched it, and I even watched the appalling Another 48 Hours. Um, but I think, I, I'm not sure if that's one of those films does, whereby... Does Black Rain fit in this genre? It does. So we'll be doing Theme. Black Rain next season, yes. Ah, there yeah. we go then. So we do get to do it. Yeah, but we've got what lots of... What season is it? We've got lots of cops there, by the way, but not a lot of robbers. Oh, uh, season five. Is there an equivalent to like any heist sort of films, like Oceans films? Well, if we, we will find some, um, or maybe, I, maybe maybe our listeners can add in a, a few cops and robbers. Yeah, films what would you like to? Well. Never yeah. mind the the, the September us- challenge. Um, what would you like for us to see cops and robbers? Yeah, I wish we could have heat in there. I think I said that last time. I yeah. love heat. Can we not? Thirty-five. Oh mm, no. Yeah. Mm. Oh well, we could just we could just we'll pretend just we could just pretend it was yeah yeah. Can we? Can we watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you sound like a little excited puppy there. Oh, I am. We? I am. <laughs> I am. Although, can we can we give a win? We hard never do this. Honestly, we're going in a minute. I know for all those people that are going, God's sake, you said that it wasn't going to be in chunks this time, but we got to make a recommendation. What? And it's not about an eighty thing. Should we recommend White Lotus? Oh, the, the, ne- the White Lotus Netflix. No, it's um, HBO, so you'll have to find a way to watch it. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. The first episode was a bit... Mm. It's the most bizarre TV series I've seen mm. in, since the, the last season of Twin Peaks, but I, I don't think anything... It's not Twin that. Peaks territory. It, it's not at all, no. But it's, no. it's but it's bizarre because you really... Some weird and wonderful characters on there. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, a recommendation. Maybe we should start doing this and going, do you know what? We have been watching other things apart from John John Candy films. But um, anyway, so there we go. Suggestions on a postcard, not lit- <laughs> not literally. Um, although... From Citrus Cove. Yeah, for Citrus Cove. So this is us from Citrus Cove signing off. Greetings. Uh, gre- greetings and goodbye. Um, anyway, love you all, as ever. Um, Watch on YouTube. If you listen, watch us on YouTube. Give us a bit of a boost on YouTube. I haven't figured out yet how to market it on YouTube. So uh, there are what there are people watching us on YouTube, especially Howard the Duck. See, I told you he was popular. And Prancer. No, no, Prancer. Yeah, Prance, Prancer's the one that's got loads of views. And, and yeah. that's just a, a static picture with the audio because that was season one. But um, mental, isn't it? I know. But, no, but there's loads of listens, but nobody comments on it. 
Maybe right. they just start in it, think it's the film, and then it's like, ooh, don't like that, and then they stop. No, because what, they what had actually to watch... counts. What actually counts as a view? That's a good question. I don't know. How what... much do they have to have watched? Well, a fair bit, I would have thought. Mm. Oh, maybe we need to find out stats. Yes, find out, find out the, find out the stats. Stat. Um, anyway, right on that note, um, I'm going to go and barbecue for you all. Um, what for uh, all the listeners? No one. Well, you're quite welcome to. You know, help yourself. It might be cold by the time you get here, but. Well, I'm um, going to have a nice chilled glass of wine because it's quite a while since I've had a nice glass of wine. So I'm going to do that. I am going to have a beer. Prep, prep some salad for yeah. us. Oh, how lovely. Well, it's ages since I've had a beer, so I might have a beer. Ah, yes. <laughs> he was out on the, uh, on the out sauce the last night. On the Raz, yes. Um, I don't know what time you came home. Half 12. Oh, there we go. I was asleep. Mm, yes, you were. Mm. Snoring away. No, I don't snore. No. Let's no. not go there. Oh, well, she does see something else in her sleep, though. But anyway, that's for another time. <laughs> yeah, your arguments with with whoever you're arguing with all in right, between. All right, all right. Oh, need seriously. No, I'll, I'll tell you next time. No, anyway, don't. love you all. Love you all. Write in. Write in with your suggestions and I'll tell you. There you go. Um, right. Love you all. I'm going to say cheerio. Doodle pip. Bye. <laughs>